She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. How's everyone doing today? Gosh, it's been a bit, huh, since the last time I was here. What was it, like October, November? I can't remember. <laughs> but today I'm going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 13, entitled Brainwa- Brainwash, just one word. This aired on November 30th, 1985. In this episode, Vicky goes to play with Harriet and she tells her how to demand things from her parents. This breaks down Vicky's internal circuit and Ted needs to reconfigure her. Uh, wow, we get a policeman uh, guest starring Howard Platt. Alright, of course we're going to get uh, Bonnie Brindle. Huh, I guess Brandon's not in this episode. Um... This episode was directed by Selig Frank, writers Warren S. Murray, and, of course, the creator Howard Leeds. I'm just surprised that they let Vicky out of the house. You know, the whole thing is to kind of keep her contained inside of the house so people don't get suspicious, right? How in the world did she get over to the Brindles? I know they're, like, right next door, but seriously... This episode, wow, it's got an 8 out of 10 user rating with uh, 19 ratings on here. Wow, we actually have a piece of trivia. The song that Harriet plays for Vicky is By the Plumber's Helpers, a fictional. Oh, it's By the Plumber's Helpers, which, of course, a fictional group doesn't exist. The long, the, 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 the. The song was likely recorded specifically for the show. Well, if they're a fictional group, I'm sure it was. <laughs> we rarely ever get trivia for this show on IMDb. So, All right, of course, before I go into the episode, I want to let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. You can do that on Facebook at She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. This podcast, of course, is a monthly podcast. And what I'm doing pretty much is 2020 is going to be finishing up season one because it's a once a a month, once a one episode a month podcast. Um, And then, of course, in 2021, I will start working on season two, which I also have on DVD. As far as season three and season four go, that's pretty much up in the air. There might be some episodes on YouTube. Um... But other than that, (laughs) those last two seasons are not on DVD. So it's kind of, don't know, we'll get there when we get there. And then I'll decide, you know, how I want to proceed if I just want to stop at season two and just not continue. Because, like I said, the other two seasons are hard to find if they're even on YouTube anymore. I don't know. Um, If you're on Instagram, um, the way to find this podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, you're going to want to look up the Wonder Years. So looking back on my Wonder Years podcast, you'll find Small Wonder located there. You will also find episodes of 
Mr. Belvedere. Uh, my new podcast, I Left My Heart in Everwood. You'll find episodes of Full House. Of course, all six seasons of The Wonder Years are on SoundCloud. Unfortunately, with iTunes... They only hold so many episodes on there. So if you want to start at the beginning for Wonder Years, you'll have to go to SoundCloud for that. Also, the first season of Silver Spoons is on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. If you want to... I'm currently working on season four of Silver Spoons, which you can get seasons two through currently four available to listen to on the Punky Power podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into this. Oh, let's find out what the synopsis is here on the back of the DVD box. When Vicky begins to mimic Harriet, oh God, one of her is not enough. Ugh, Ted decides to reprogram her. Yeah, this episode aired November 30th, so 1985, just after, um... Thanksgiving, 1985, my third Thanksgiving. Wow. All right, I'm ready. Let's dive into this. I've been missing uh, the Lawsons and uh, Vicky, but not the Brindles. All right, so we come out of the intro. It looks like it's breakfast time because Ted is in his pajamas and Joan is in a robe. Jamie's in his... He's not in pajamas because he's wearing shoes. You wouldn't, like, come downstairs in your pajamas and slip your shoes on. No, he's ready to start his day. Is this a weekend or a weekday? I'm not sure. So, of course, Ted's like, honey, if you want to go shopping, we probably should get dressed so we can get going. Of course, Vicky's like, okay. And Joan's like, no, no, sweetie, not you. So you can definitely tell that Joan is not a traditional 50s housewife because she tells Jamie and Vicky to put the dishes in the sink and then she'll just do the dishes when she gets back home from, you know, doing the shopping and all that good stuff. I'm sure June Cleaver would be like, no, I'll do the dishes right now before we go. Although if this were Leave it to Beaver, I don't think she and Ward, June and Ward would be going out shopping together. She would probably be just, that would be something that he wouldn't do. But of course... Ted and Joan, or a husband and wife, that go and they do things together. Like shopping for groceries or for stuff. Oh, this is funny. Um, Ted says, whose turn is it to move the trash can to the front? Because they probably have it right outside the kitchen door. Then, of course, at the front of the house is where the garbage guy is going to go pick the stuff up. So I thought it was like a trick question, like Jamie was like supposed to be, oh, yeah, I'll do it. But he's like, oh, I forget. And then he and Ted do the um, paper, rock, paper, scissors thing. I thought Ted was just going to correct Jamie, like, son, that's your job or something like that. So Jamie loses in rock, paper, scissors, and Ted's like, well, have fun. So Joan and Ted head out, and Jamie's like, all right, Vicky, you stay here. I'm going to go get the trash. While I'm gone, put everything in the sink. Everything, guys. Everything in the sink. Still, 13 episodes in, and they still realize she takes everything literally. You want everything in the sink, including the tablecloth? Because that's going in, too. Well, if you want me to take your shopping, honey, we better go change. <laughs> okay, honey. 
Jamie, would you and Vicky clear the table and put everything in the sink? I'll do them when I get home. Sure, Mom. Wait a minute. Whose turn is it to move the trash can to the front? Oh, I forget. Yep. Well, that's a way to carry it over. Oh, damn, what are you doing in there? Okay, of course I had to get that in there. Of course, when Jamie goes out to get the trash, he leaves the door open wide so Harriet, of course, can just walk right in. And Harriet's like, hey, Vicky, what are you doing? And Vicky's like, I put everything in the sink. And then Harriet turns and sees that the tablecloth is also in the sink. She's like, oh, wow, you do dishes just like my mom. She's like, do you want to come over to my plate, my house? And Vicky's like, Jamie told me to stay here. And Vicky's like, are you going to let a man push you around? No, you need to assert yourself. She's like, are you going to let men push you around all your life? Well, no, she was given an order. And Harry's like, there's no age limit on women's lib. Oh, boy. I can see where anyone apparently can give Vicky direction. It just doesn't. What if they had, like, a voice recognition where Ted computes that she only listens to Ted, Joan, and Vicky. Is that something that hasn't been invented yet? That it only listens to your voice? And to ignore voices like Harriet and virtually anyone else that isn't the Lawsons? He needs to do that. Maybe that's how he fixes her. So Vicky follows Harriet outside, and of course Jamie comes back to see that Vicky is no longer there. Ugh. So Ted and Joan, I don't even think they left the house. They just went upstairs to change. Harriet's room is huge. She's got a, one of those, what's that, like a four-poster bed type thing with the posts and the and the um, the little frilly top and all that stuff. I mean, it's a nice room. It's got uh, kind of a... Uh, Gray mom? I can't tell what that color is. But anyway, she's got a rocky chair that's got, like, Raggedy Ann dolls. One of them looks like a Chucky doll. She's got a little baby, uh, wicker baby carriage by her bed. She's got a little toy box ottoman at the uh, dollhouse. Wow, it's pretty decent. But it's kind of nice because we've, I don't know if this is the only time we'll get a little peek into the Brindle's house, but it's pretty nice. So Harriet gives Vicky a tour, including her dresser, which is piled with some stuffed animals. I got better stuffed animals, Harriet. I got Disney character stuffed animals. So I think that's better than what you got. Granted, this is 1985. Of course, Vicky takes this seriously. Like, no, I have never stuffed an animal. And Harriet just bursts out laughing. Like, oh, you're funny. Pumpkin, it's not that funny. Please. She's like, clapping. <laughs> 
Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. I'm going to put, because of course, Vicky's going to mimic what Harriet's doing. You know this is going to go from bad to worse once she gets back home. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I don't think it'll take them very long to figure out who she sounds like. Baby cuddle. Baby puddles. What's wrong with doll's hair? doll that's hair is like like I swear she must have taken some scissors and just started hacking away at this doll's hair because it's all like it, it makes me think of that doll that what was it Angelica and the Rugrats had I can't remember what her doll's name was but it just hair was like you could tell the hair was like missing from its scalp and it's like all pointy and weird um look like that and apparently this doll's name is baby puddles at first I thought she said baby cuddles but then when she says like you squeeze the baby and it like pees itself I'm like cute not um <laughs> so she also asked Vicky, like, do you have an, oh, yeah, you should have a doll. Every girl should, just like a woman needs a mink. So apparently she's okay with having stuffed animals and she doesn't care that live animals can be killed and stuffed or skinned for people's um, fashion. Also, she asked Vicky, like, do you have an allowance? And Vicky's like, I don't get an allowance. So, Harriet is going to school Vicky in how to make her parents miserable to be able to get stuff that they want. And it's just amazing how Emily Shulman plays Harriet. And her hair is so flaming red. And her, her skin is so pale in contrast. It's just, and I just, I don't like the bangs. The bangs, like, like, come to, like, a, a point in a way where they, like, flop over like they've been folded, and it just looks... I've never seen, other than this show, bangs pre presented in such a way. So I'm guessing that we don't get to hear the lessons that Harriet teaches Vicky, 
because we jump back over to the Lawsons and they're all ready to go shopping or wherever Joan is going to drag her husband because they come in and it's like, where's Vicky? Where's Jamie? Where did they go? You know Vicky can't leave the house. So Ted and Joan come into the kitchen and realize Jamie and Vicky are not there. They just assume all the kids are out in the back, like, moving the trash can to the front of the house. And Joan notices that Vicky took the tablecloth along with the dishes and put them in the sink. She's like, oh no, our favorite robot strikes again. And of course, another 80s child abuse joke with, well, honey, I'd spank her, but <laughs> I don't want to hurt my hand. Okay, come on. I, there is so many spanking jokes in, in this show so far in these 13 episodes. I've lost count. I have literally lost count. But I want to play this clip because it's funny. Oh, they must be outside moving the trash cans. Oh, no. Our favorite robot strikes again. <laughs> well, honey, I'd spank her, but I don't want to break my hand. <laughs> Okay, Dad, all the trash is taken care of. All the flies in the neighborhood are now at the front of the house. <laughs> Where's Vicky? Oh, she was right here when I left. She must have gotten back in her cabinet. Yeah, yeah, I better check anyway. Jamie, when you ask Vicky to do something, try to be more specific, huh? Like Sorry, you Mom, I keep forgetting. Oh, I know, I make the same mistake. Well, just last week I asked her to bring me the eggs, and she brought me the whole refrigerator. <laughs> anywhere in the house. Oh, no. Well, how could she have gotten out? Jamie, you didn't accidentally program Vicky to leave, did you? I don't think so, Dad. I mean, you didn't say anything like get lost or go jump in a lake. <laughs> I'm positive. Well, where could she... Wait a minute. Brendel next door. Of what course. About him? Well, maybe he found out Vicky was a robot and he took her to find out what I makes her tick. Doubt oh. it. No, Dad. You're giving when I went to take credit. the trash to the front, I saw Mr. Brindle get in his car and drive away, alone. But, but did you leave the door wide open like that when you went outside? Uh-oh, I might have. Oh, no, then that's it. Vicky's outside somewhere. So Jamie comes back in from moving the trash from the back of the house to the front of the house. And, of course, Ted's like, well, where's Vicky? Wasn't she here? And just before, you know, Jamie's like, well, go look in her cabinet. Maybe she's there. Joan and Jamie are talking about how they need to be more specific when giving Vicky commands. Because Joan said, well, one time I told... It's like they're laughing about these situations. Like, yeah, this one time I told her to get some eggs and she brought me the whole refrigerator. And, of course, Jamie's like, yeah, sometime, one time I told her to, like, go soak her head. And she, like, blew out three transistors. Yeek. So Ted goes to check in the cabinet. She's not there. She's not anywhere in the house. And then, of course, his mind goes right to Brandon Brindle. Like, I bet he found out that he was, a, that Vicky was a robot and wanted to see what made her tick. And it's like, Ted... You're giving Brandon Brindle way too much credit. And I mean way too much credit. 
But apparently Jamie saw him drive off by himself. So it's like, okay, what's going on? Where is she? She's got to be somewhere that... The yard is not that big. The yard just consists of what's behind the house and that small little section of space between the back of the house and the garage. But now we move back over to Harriet's place as she's showing Vicky her stuffed animals. Of course, Vicky picks up a Rubik's Cube. I, yeah, she's going to solve that in a heartbeat, I bet anything. So clearly Harriet tried it once and then tossed it in the toy box, forgotten forever. She tells Vicky, all you gotta do is make each side one color. You know that Vicky's gonna do this in like a heartbeat. Because Vic- uh, Harriet's like, yeah, it takes a genius to do that. Like, not necessarily. I've seen some people in movies and TV shows, you know, do that thing. I swear I've tried something like that, a Rubik's Cube, once somewhere at someone's house and I couldn't solve it to save my life, so... So Harriet's like, here, let's listen to some rock. And she turns her little mini boombox on. And she says, it really turns me on. Okay, who's writing for Harriet? Just out of curiosity. What child says, let's listen to some music. It really turns me on. I mean, I guess she's like maybe nine, but still. <laughs> some sucks. I know it's a fictional group. And a fiction, it's just, it's Fucking horrid! I'm gonna play this clip. These are some of my toys, Vicky. Pick one out to play with. Yes, of course you pick out. Forget that one. Out. So I have to make each side one color, and it takes genius to figure it out. Let's listen to some rock. It really turns me on. It's really not music if it's not the plumber's helpers. Never heard of them. I am finished. You're Dang sneaky not girl. telling me you know the trick. I like sneaky. Vicky, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were here. I'm sneaky. Oh? Oh. Harriet, we'll have to leave soon for your appointment with the orthodontist. That's all I need. A braces on top of freckles. I'll never get married. Um,
so Bonnie comes up and tells Harry they gotta go to the orthodontist. And Harry's like, great, braces on top of freckles. I'll never get married. Well, no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and of course, Bonnie's like, I don't see why we bother with the braces because your teeth are falling out. She's like, what, eight, nine years old? Your baby teeth are going to fall out to make room for your big teeth. Unless her mouth's all jacked up, which it doesn't look like it. It's a normal kid mouth. Your teeth are going to fall out. Your adult teeth have to come in. It's That's the way of life in your body. That's how the body works. It, you know, your teeth fall out to make room for your big, big teeth. And then if your teeth fall out after that, then that's your own problem because you're not taking care of your teeth. So Bonnie says, okay, straighten your room before we go. And Harriet's like, later. And Bonnie's like, now. And Harriet's like, later. And Bonnie says, now. And of course, I like how Vicky is like right in there. Like, like almost like watching a tennis match. Like back and forth, back and forth. And then, of course, Bonnie is like, well, I'll give you 50 cents if you do it now. And Harry's like, okay. <laughs> and here, Bonnie even says as she walks out the door, there's my spoiled little brat. Like, she even admits her kid's a spoiled little brat. Of course, we get another mention of Vicky saying that she sleeps in her cabinet. Because Harry's like, do you like my bed? It's so nice. What's your bed like? Do you got a canopy on your bed? And that's where Vicky's like, no, no, I live in a cabinet. I sleep in a cabinet. And, of course, Harriet's all like, wow, you poor deprived child. You poor kid. Harriet can't even fathom the idea. She definitely, no one would be able to fathom a kid who lives in a cabinet. That's just called a CPS if I ever heard one. Granted, this is 1985, so... <laughs> Okay, so Harriet is now going to school Vicky in the way of having a tantrum. Oh, boy. Tantrum is, first you pop up your cheeks and stamp your feet. <gasps> then you scream, I want a bed! I want a bed! I want a bed! You got that? Got it. I hope you appreciate what it's doing for you, Vicky. It's taking me six years to perfect some of these moves. <laughs> Harriet, did you call me? Oh, no, Mother. Oh, well, it's time we left. Yes, Mother. See, I stained on my bed, and it only costed 50 cents. <laughs> That's cheap. I get a whole dollar from your father for doing the same thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I have to leave, Vicky. Better not tell your folks you are here. No, 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 no. <laughs> So Bonnie comes back up and tells Harry it's time to go to their appointment. And Harry's like, look, Mom, I made my bed. It only costs 50 cents from you. And Bonnie's like, yeah, well, when I do that, your dad, your father just gives me a dollar. Like, that's, oh, right, because it's the 80s and women, for whatever reason, didn't get their own money, they had to get it from their husbands. Um, <laughs> of course, Harriet, before Bonnie comes up, schools Vicky in the proper way to, I want a bed! I want a bed! And they stomping the feet and puffing out the cheeks, and it's just like, 
just seeing Harriet do them, like, that girl's got so much hair on her head. Oh, Harriet, of course, wants Vicky to keep their little meeting sesh hush-hush. Like, don't tell anyone that you learned how to be selfish from me and throw a temper tantrum. Just pretend that we never had this conversation and you never came over here. So now we get over to the Lawson's house and Ted, Joan, and Jamie are just like, where is Vicky? Where did she go? She could be anywhere at this point. Oh, Ted, you don't have a tracking device on her yet? I mean, you are you invented this amazing robot and you don't have a tracking device for her. Or a voice recognition type thing where she only recognizes or responds to yours, Jones, and Jamie's voices and no one else's. That's stuff you gotta work on. I mean, you're pretty brilliant when it comes to making a childlike robot, but... Actually, he was ahead of the game, if you think about it. Remember the movie that came out in, what was it, like, 2001, 2002? AI, Artificial Intelligence, with Haley Joel Osment? Long freaking movie. Um, but... That was another one. That, was, that, that child was very lifelike, but at the end of the day, it was still a robot. Of course... Like we've seen in previous episodes, Joan sits down at the table. She's like, honey, I know it's just an invention to you, but it's like losing my own daughter. So she's definitely grown in attachment, even though we've heard her say, even in this episode, well, like, our our own, our, our, ro- our robot, or our robot strikes again or something like that. But she still just sees Vicky as, you know that she wanted a little girl. To be able to, you know, help her in the kitchen and make cookies with mommy. You know, all that mommy-daughter stuff that she's getting through Vicky in some sort of way. And she sucks. (laughs) They don't know where she is. And the whole time Jamie was, like, taking the trash from the backyard to the front yard, which I guess apparently he couldn't just come through the kitchen and into the living room. I'm sure that the garbage cans reeks to high heaven, but still. He didn't see Harriet come through the backyard in that amount of time. They still haven't taken... (laughs) They still haven't taken the um, tablecloth out of the sink. They just left it there. But I'm going to play this clip as they're all... they're, They're worried. It's like, man... I guess they're not going to the grocery store today or shopping or whatever. I was just thinking about this like a day or so um, when I was working. I'm just like... So, in the amount of time that Jamie goes outside to get the trash and deal with that, and the time that Harriet comes over and convinces Vicky to come over to her house, Ted and Joan were having a quickie. I mean, they got out of their pajamas, had a quickie, jumped in the shower real quick, and then got their clothes on in that span of time because, wow. (laughs) Where have you been the whole time? I <laughs> did this whole interaction thing with Harry and Vicky probably took like what, like five minutes, if that. Yeah. All right, let's play this clip. Let's see if they can figure out. Maybe Jamie mentions that that magical word Harriet, and they all like turn and look out their window to where uh, the Brindles' house is. I don't know. Or maybe my guess, because like I said, I've not seen these episodes. I'm watching them as I'm talking about them to you. So, 
your guess is as good as mine. Unless you've seen this episode and you know what happens. Because I, I don't. I think, honestly, Vicky's just going to show up in the doorway in the backyard. And they're going to be like, Vicky, where have you been this whole time? And she'll say, nowhere. Or something. So, let's find out together. I'm interested. I can't believe it. My fabulous invention. Gone. Where could she be? To you, it's just an invention. To me, it's like losing my own little daughter. Yeah. My own little sister. I'll never have another one who can live through a refrigerator. <laughs> Vicky! Oh, oh my little girl is, is back. Oh, you scared the life out of us. Are you all right, darling? Darling. I'm all right, You're darling. <laughs> Vicky, where were you? I was in the backyard or something. <laughs> she must have followed me out. What were you doing all this time? Scaring the life out of you. <laughs> so the only thing that matters now is that she's home. Jamie, while we're shopping, don't let Vicky out of your sight. Don't worry, I won't even go to the bathroom till you get back. <laughs> so goodbye, sweetie. I'm gonna buy a new ribbon for your hair. I don't want a ribbon. Whoa! What? I want a dog, a stuffed animal, and an allowance. I like what Jamie says when he sits down. He kind of pats his mom on the shoulder before he sits down. He's like, yeah, I'll never have another sister. Not one that can lift the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Of course, Vicky does pop up in the doorway there in the backyard. And I'm just like, does Marla, is it Pennington? Does she have an accent? Because she's like... She calls her darling, like, with a, a bit of an accent there. So that must have just, like, slipped out. Oh, my! The way Joan is like, oh, my God, my little girl is back! <laughs> I mean, you and Ted could try for a girl, but I doubt you're going to have one. I mean, that's all uh, up to Ted's sperm and what that, uh, that decides what gender you're going to have, I think. Joan's like, you scared the life out of us. And then she kind of, like, touches Vicky's cheek area like are you right darling it's like okay there's a bit of a a a smidge of an accent there for a split second i'm all right darling and vicky like touches joan's chin like i'm all right darling (laughs) so ted of course bends down like vicky where were you and vicky of course saying exactly what harriet told her to i was in the backyard or something What yard? They have a space between a garage and the back of the house. She says backyard like they have a a backyard with a hill that you can roll down and you can just like, "Ah, I'm in the backyard. Ah." Like, there's no backyard there. Unless they share it with the house behind them. I don't know. Because that by the kitchen is technically the backyard. Jamie, of course, deduces that Vicky must have followed him out. Well, of course. Duh. And Ted is, like, just treating her like a... He'd question Jamie, like, Oh, what were you doing this whole time? She's, like, scaring the life out of you? (laughs) The the questions he asks, like, she's gonna respond with actual answers other than what's been repeated or what's been uh, told to her. And, of course, Joan is like, it's an open and shut book here. It's just, she's home. 
we're gonna go shopping now. Can you please, Jamie, watch her? Make sure she doesn't leave the house again. Jamie's like, yeah, sure, Dad. If I had to take a piss, I'll just hold it until you get back. So make that shopping trip, like, less than an hour, could you? Thanks. I'm like, just go take a pee. Have her guard the door or something. I don't know. <laughs> Lock the doors after your parents leave so Harriet doesn't come over. So Joan is like, oh, I'm going to get you a nice little bow. And cue the temper, well, not so much temper tantrum because she's not stomping her feet and shaking her, you know, fists or anything like that. She, I don't want a bow. I want a stuffed animal and a dollhouse and an allowance. And they just look at her like, the fuck? Where did that come from? How do you know what any of that is? Yeah, when Vicky says allowance, we come back to Joan and Ted, and Ted's just, like, mouthing to Joan, like, what? How does she know what an allowance is? So, we come back from commercial. It seems like whenever we come back from commercial, they always have the small wonder um, title card in yellow font pop up. They have a fireplace in their kitchen? Now, that's a bit extravagant. What, are you going to have the fireplace going while you're cooking dinner and sitting down to eat? Oh, this is so romantic. I'm just going to have the fireplace going. Be nice. And it's going to be warmer than hell in there with an oven going. And you're going to have a, a fireplace? That just, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I've never been to a house that's had a, a fireplace in their kitchen. It's even got a mantle. Wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of... <laughs> I'm thinking of Little House on the Prairie. Like, they have a fireplace. Yeah, but they use that, like, to stay warm and to cook food over. Until here, um, Caroline gets a stove. But even, even still. Let me guess. I think Ted's going to deduce that this is, like, huh, allowance stuffed animals and dolls. Who does that sound like? Well, it's not Jamie. That we know. He didn't, she didn't get that from him. <laughs> I think he's going to think like, oh, that's, that's definitely Harriet because Jamie doesn't play with dolls and he doesn't have stuffed animal. Does he still have that Elvin from Elvin and the Chipmunk stuffed animal though? It's been a while since we've been up to his bedroom. Oh, that sounded creepy coming out of my mouth, but still. No, I honestly think Ted and Joan are not going shopping today. This is the second attempt they've tried to make a go for wherever they're going to go grocery shopping, clothes shopping, whatever. Maybe they're shopping for more condoms. I don't know. <laughs> You're probably, why are you so preoccupied with their sex life? I don't know. She wants stuffed animals, dolls, an allowance. Gee, I can't imagine where she got that. No. Why are you looking at him? me, Dad. He doesn't buy dolls. And I also want toys and my own bed. I can't believe how mean you are to me. That? <laughs> what did she pick that up? Harriet. A demanding robot. That's all I need. Come on, guys. That's all I need. Braces on top of freckles. I'll never get married. Uh, oh, who's that song about? Harriet. Braces yeah. on top of freckles. Harriet. Bingo. Duh. Well, hello. You should have gotten. I really that. think it was Harriet who programmed her. Not programmed. Brainwashed. Okay, I don't think she brainwashed. Yeah, you gotta erase Vicky's memory banks. The world isn't big enough for two Harriet. Yeah, really. 
101. Wait a minute. Let's not get hasty. Something really exciting has happened here. What? Well, I'm just glad she's back. She can have anything she wants. If you squeeze me hard, I'll make a paddle. Really? Okay, it's not that funny. This is fantastic. It just proves that if a robot hangs around a human little girl like Harriet, it'll pick up the characteristics of that human little girl. How can you say human and Harriet in the same breath? Why are you so happy doing that? I think it's going to be real interesting to observe this for a day or two. Okay, Vicky, go to your room with Jamie. Just to keep the experiment going. Here's 50 cents, Vicky. I plan to retire before I reach high school. <laughs> okay, seriously, Ted? I gotta I gotta bring this up. This is some cray cray weird sh- stuff. I don't know. Man. So he's like, she wants stuffed animals, dolls, and an allowance, and he looks at Jamie. Seriously, your 10-year-old son wants the fuck? This is 1985. I get maybe an allowance, but stuffed animals and a doll? There's only one other child on the show besides Jamie and Vicky, and that's Harriet. It's it's not a far trip to think about. Seriously, she lives right behind your damn house. You can't tell me 20, 20 year, uh, 37 year old me is smarter than like 34 year old 1985 Ted Lawson. I mean, he invented a robot. There's no way in hell I'd ever do anything that great. Like, invent a robot like a child, because that wouldn't be creepy. It would be very creepy. I love how Jamie's sitting at the table, and the only thing on here, because, you know, it's sans tablecloth, is a salt shaker. Even Joan side-eyes Jamie as well. It's like, come on, guys. Get with it. James like, Dad, don't look at me. I didn't do it. And then we cut to Vicky, who's like, I also want toys in my own bed. She's like, I can't believe how mean you are to me. It's like, she's repeating everything that Harriet said. She's got good comedic timing. She doesn't know it because she probably doesn't know what comedic timing is, but she's got it. I just, I love how Ted and Joan just look at her like, the hell are you talking about? When have we ever been mean to you? I mean, granted, Ted did say, well, I'd spank her, but I don't want to hurt my hand, but Vicky wasn't there to hear that. Joan is just like, where'd she pick that up? And Ted is like, geez, a demanding robot, that's just what I need. And that kicks in Vicky's, that's all I need, braces and a freckle face, I'll never get a man. (laughs) Her hair says I'll never get married. And Q Jones, ding, 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 ding. That light bulb just goes off. Like, freckles, braces? Hmm, who do we know that's a child that has freckles? Hmm. Well, it's not Jamie. It's not Vicky. It must be Harriet. Exactly! As soon as Joan is, like, braces on top of freckles, and we cut to Jamie's, like... Harriet and Ted's like bingo. I'm like I could have deduced that with the stuffed animals, dollhouse, and whatever the hell Harriet um popped into Vicky's brain. 
circuits. I don't know what's inside of her circuits, wires, stuff, blinking lights. And Joan is like, you really think it was Harry that programmed her? And Ted, of course, brings up the title of this episode, which is Brainwashed. And I love what Jamie says here. Like, Dad, seriously, you gotta erase her memory bank. The world is not big enough for two Harriets. One is already too much. So now, as Ted turns the chair around and kind of straddles it, he's like, hey, let's not get hasty. This could be a great thing. I mean, we could use this to our advantage where... You know, think of it. A robot that hangs around a child long enough to pick up its, um, attributes or habits or whatever. Okay. I like how, I mean, I get it. Ted's very happy with his creation. But the thing is, you can only go so far with this creation because if she's not going to go outside of the house, because, of course, you don't want anyone, you know, thinking that she's a robot when she is. You're not going to expose her to the world, and she's just going to stay in that Lawson house bubble. And the only two kids in the world that she knows are Jamie and occasionally Harry. She, she met Warren, but I think that's it as far as uh, the amount of people that she's been in contact with. So Joan's like, oh, I'm just so happy she's back and she can have everything she wants, and she hugs her. And, of course, <laughs> remember the doll that Harriet was talking about? Mrs. Miss Puddle Pants or whatever? Um, Joan hugs Vicky, and Vicky's like, if you squeeze me hard enough, I'll puddle. And, of course, Joan, like, looks down, expecting to see, like, Vicky, like, pissed all over the floor, which she didn't, because that wouldn't, that'd be weird. Ted thinks this is the funniest fucking thing he's ever he's like, <laughs> like okay it, it might have been funny for like a split second but please just his jaws like on the floor practically he's laughing that hard like it, it really wasn't that funny he's like this just proves that if Vicky hangs around a child like Harriet long enough or any child it will pick up that child's characteristics of course we get another dig at Harriet from Jamie because he hates her. Um, how can you say human and Harriet in the same breath? I honestly gotta wonder, because this show only lasted for four seasons, which I... Oh, God. Can you imagine this show having gone for at least another two seasons? Or another four? It'd be... Because eventually they do integrate Vicky into school. Are they gonna have her graduate with Jamie? But I kind of wonder, like, the dynamic of Jamie and Harriet's relationship. I mean, you know, it's like they're, like, 10, 11 years old. They're not going to... I honestly think that Harriet is, like, a year or two younger than Jamie. So she's, like, maybe 9 and he's, like, 11. But what if at some point she get? Because if you've seen, um, there's an episode of The Wonder Years. There's an episode of Elf. We've seen her in other things. Like, for a split second, but her hair is so darkly red. It's like, um, the boy who played, I think his name was, like, Michael Oliver, who played Junior Healy in, um, Problem Child 1 and 2. And the first movie, his hair is, you know, kind of a, a carroty red color. But then in the second movie, it's, like, 
deep, dark, blood, red, red hair. And it's like, and his, like, freckles are more prominent. And it's just, I noticed, like, in the other couple episodes of, um, you know, that I saw um, Emily Schulman in, like, of Elf and The Wonder Years, her hair isn't that red anymore. And I kind of got to wonder if they were really coloring like maybe that's just how it is and I think as the person gets older maybe their hair kind of like the brightness of it kind of starts to dull over time or something like that and it takes on a different shade I don't know I don't know why I'm harping on it. I'm not really hard I'm just curious but the point is the point I'm trying to get across what you are probably like yes get to the point because we don't understand what you're talking about is the whole Jamie Harriet thing, like, later on, once she's older, once she's not as annoying, like, maybe she grows out of that, and Jamie, like, sees her differently, and then maybe, I- I'm just saying, wouldn't it be kind of a, it's, right now it's a love-hate, re- well, not, there's no love there. Maybe on her part, but it's an unrequited love. Um, <laughs> but maybe he, like, sees her. Like, maybe they're, like, off to college and uh, he comes back and she's there and he, like, sees her in a different light. I don't know. I bet there's small wonder fan fiction out there that has Jamie and Harriet as Endgame. I don't think... I don't really know why I secretly want that. Oh, not so secretly. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's, let's get off the Jamie Harriet train because... Uh, yeah. So, of course, Ted's got his, uh, creation cap on, because I think this would be great to just, um, just visit this for a little bit, like, this, uh, examine it and just see how this plays along. Well, if you gotta, like, take it on characteristics of your son, because what other kid are you going to bring Vic, um, Harriet? Like, hey, Harriet, we know you were, uh, you stole our daughter to hang out with you. Can you come over for a couple days so I can run an experiment? What other kid are you going to bring in because you only have your son there? That's not going to be a real experiment because you need, like, different, um... What is, like, is it, like, variables? Like, different, like, test subjects to just kind of stuff like that but whatever I don't think he's thinking too far out of the loss in home so so of course Ted's like Vicky go to your room with Jamie and Jamie repeats Harriet even you know it's a catchphrase of uh, Bonnie's no 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 see I, the, out of the all the show the thing I remember is how, how much I just loathed and hated Bonnie Brindle, but her, no, 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 no. That is the thing that always stuck with me over the years. So she's like, I won't go unless you pay me 50 cents. So Jonah's like, okay, honey, just, can you please just reprogram her? I don't want to deal with this sass mouth. I want my little girl back, basically, my robot girl. The one that, like, waits on me hand and foot. And of course, something later, honey, let's just... The whole trip to shopping is just... Bye! <laughs> that ain't gonna ha- I don't think that's gonna happen this episode. I think he is now so focused on, Oh, this new thing I can do with Vicky. Great. But hey, just to keep the experiment going, he put... He put... Uh, palms two uh, quarters into Vicky's hand. Here you go, sweetie. 
Of course, he's like, I plan to retire by the time I'm in high school. <laughs> Good luck. You know, she and Max Fuller both, right? Because in uh, the, was it the Modest Proposal, the most recent episode of season five, um, had <laughs> Max getting a 401k from working at the sub shop and telling uh, Ramona and Jackson how he plans to retire by the time he's 17. <laughs> Alright, we're back up at Jamie's room. Um, he, speaking of toys, he's got a bag that sounds like UCLA. Hold on, I'm gonna go back. What is that? Like a giant version of a fidget spinner? Okay, um, I'm saying, this show was on NBC, right? Remember this bag, I swear, because it was created by Howard Leeds, who also, you know, Punky Brewster and um, Silver Spoons. This bag, I swear, has shown up in Punky Brewster and Silver Spoons. It's a rainbow-colored, like, long, like, gym bag. I think that UCLA thing is separate from that because it's on the back of his door. He's also got this giant... Stuffed nut, flat as a board nutcracker thing. He's got some weird. He's got a bear on his desk that has a shirt of a pale yellow shirt that says UCLA. So is that where his dad went to college? Where J he's hoping Jamie will go to college? But there's this. It's not a frisbee. It seriously looks like a giant, uh, like fidget spinner. The thing with, like, the... Th you, you know what I'm talking about. And it's funny because the fidget spinner was such a big thing, like, a year or two ago. And now it's like, I, no one's talking about the fidget spinner anymore. I don't know what the next craze is, but, uh, yeah. So, Jamie's like, alright, Vicky, get in your cabinet. And Vicky's like, girl, should sleep in a bed. Why do I get the feeling because they're in front of that window that Harriet is gonna pop her little red head right up there? Well, hello, Miss Quinn. Hi, babe. How you doing? She's using her scratching post. Aren't you, baby? That's right. You were. <laughs> Quinny! Hi, Quinny! Get you. Get you! <laughs> I bopped you on the nose. Oh, I see he's got a little Garfield doll in this little, um, shelf book toy box, whatever the heck, that's got a little stereo, it's got a little Garfield doll there. I want that soccer ball with the red on it. They're still giving the the impression that Jamie is like in between a kid who likes to play sports and a kid that's got like blocks and stuff in his room. Oh, I don't think, did they write something on the book? Every episode, I always, if they're in his room, I always like to check and see what they wrote on his little mini chalkboard on the wall. So Jamie, of course, fires back, you're not a girl, you're a crazy mixed up robot who should see a shrink. He's like, you're not getting to bed. Here we go with, <laughs> with the uh, Harriet-inspired temper tantrum. And you see Vicky mimicking exactly, puffing out the cheeks, stomping the feet. Like, I want a bed. I want a bed. And Jamie's just like, whoa, damn, girl. So Jamie's like, Vicky, what's going on? And he goes to the door, probably screaming for mom and dad. Like, get up here now. There's something wrong with Vicky. She, she won't stop freaking out on me. Okay, Vicky, get in your cabinet. Girls should sleep in a bed. 
You're not a girl. You're yeah. a crazy mixed-up robot who should see a shrink. <laughs> and not get in a bed. and Jamie runs to the door like, Mom, Dad, get up here now. It's an emergency. And they're like, what's going on? And it's like, she's throwing a temper tantrum. And of course, this just delights Ted. Like, yay, more stuff for my experiment. <laughs> and, but he stopped. He's like, Jamie, are you sure that this is a tantrum? And Jamie just rolls his eyes like, Dad, seriously, you're asking me this? I'm 11 years old. You're asking me what a tantrum is. Or the fact that if I should, if I know what a tantrum is, get your shit together. Well, Jamie doesn't say that because I'm sure Ted would uh, wallop him upside the head and his ass. So, by the time Ted and Joan get up there, she, uh, Vicky's pretty much stopped. And Joan's like, really? A tantrum? And Jamie's like, here, watch. Vicky, go to your cabinet. And she starts up, I want a bed. I want a bed. Why does Jamie still have that, like, you know, the thing that you pull the lever down and the thing in the middle, like, hits on a certain animal. Like, the duck goes quack, quack, quack. The cow goes moo, moo, moo. And they really, I mean, they change this from a smidge because he's got now a lot of stuff for UCLA. He's even got a wastebasket that says UCLA. And Joan puts her hands up near her ears. Jamie does the same thing. Like, Ted, fix her now. Just make her her old self again. And Ted's all like, but my experiment. And they're like, fix her. I don't give a shit about your experiment anymore. It's not relevant at this point. Yeah, they're like, forget it! Forget the experiment! Just fix her already! My gall! I have to clear circuits. I hope this works. Oh my god. Is she alright? I don't know. Say something, Vicky. I want a bit! I want a bit! I want a bit! Stop, Vicky! My sweet little girl is still Harriet. <laughs> Can you fix her, Dad? I think there's some sort of damage to the internal circuits. I figures. 
Harriet can even drive a robot crazy. I just don't have the equipment to fix her here. But there's hardly anybody at the plant on Saturdays. I can take her apart here, sneak her into my office, and fix her there. Take her apart, our adorable child? <laughs> Mom, don't think of her as a child. Think of her as Harriet. Yeah, go for it. Take her apart. Yeah. So, he tries to fix her at home, you know, clear her circuits, but apparently it's like messing up with their electricity in the house. The lights are flashing. And he's like, I just, I don't have the material to fix her here at home. And being, it's Saturday, he's like, there's hardly anyone at the plant. I can take her apart and just fix her there. And of course, Joan's like, take her apart, my sweet little girl. And Jamie's like, Mom, don't think of her as a sweet little girl. Think of her as Harriet. And of course, Joan is just like, take her apart, please. So we go up to their bedroom, which we haven't seen since, I think, the pilot episode, it feels like. And it's really creepy because we see the briefcase uh, suitcase thing that he brought her home in originally. He's got her legs separated. He's got her arms and her torso and he's like patting her on like it's basically like a naked doll minus the head only like the arms legs and uh torso and waist and he's like oh it's okay vicky i'm like you're touching her where her chest would be if she had one this is gross please stop oh wait wait no this is the living room why did i think this was their bedroom oh that's right they have that like old chest trunk thing that's supposed to be a damn coffee table. He's a computer guy. You can't afford a regular looking coffee table. Granted, at the Stratton household before the remodel in season four, their coffee table was like what looked like a a serving tray of sorts. Of course, apparently no one wanted to watch him dismantle or disassemble her and fit her into a suitcase because that is just frightening to witness. Uh, Because they, honey, you can come out now. She's all uh, in the suitcase. (laughs) She's like, oh, I just couldn't bear to watch. And she's like, oh, is she, um, uh, she points to the suitcase and Ted's like, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, she's all in here. And the way that Joan is just like crossing her arms, like, oh my god, my little girl. Like, oh my gosh, you act like he murdered her and put her in a suitcase. He didn't do that. I don't think she's ever gonna, re- I mean, in the back of her head, yes, she's been told multiple times she's a robot, but... Vicky is so childlike and lifelike that she just just puts that whole robot business out of her mind. I mean, in, in Joan's mind, she probably f- pretends like, yes, I birthed this child out of my vagina just like I did Jamie. This is my baby girl. And now she's taken apart and put in the suitcase. For heaven's sake, how many damn episodes do we get to hear him say, honey, it's a robot, it's an android? You didn't birth her out of your vagina. He even dumped it down to the point where he's like, a pretty little erector set. And she's like, I know, I know. Like, do you? Do you? I think you, uh, I just think, (sighs) in the back of her mind, she's like, oh, this is my beautiful little girl. And now she's like, taken apart and put in a suitcase. Like, oh, it's all right. Just, (laughs) and she says, 
I still can't get, it's hard for me to accept that uh, we legally adopted what you refer to as a pretty little erector set. Because these two clearly are always going to be at odds. If he's thinking, this is my creation, this is a robot, and refers to her as such, and Joan is all just like, my little girl, my beautiful girl, I can do mommy and me things with her, like dress her up, like get her a bow in her hair, and and bake cookies, and like put on makeup, and go shopping for bras. <laughs> Be happy she's not gonna get her period in a couple years. That's the bright side, Vicky. You don't ever have to worry about any of that stuff. So they start heading towards the kitchen as Ted pick how much do you think that Vicky weighs dismantled? I kinda it's okay. she's gotta be pretty heavy. I mean all those circuits and everything inside of her. As he picks her up, he like practically knocks the chair over as he's lifting up the suitcase and Jonah's like, Ted, careful, you'll bruise her. He's like, honey, enough already. I can't deal with you right now. I don't want to have to repeat a hundred more times. She's a robot. She's an android. She's made of wires and circuit boards. Jamie this whole time has been eating an apple? What is that in his hand? Of course, he's like, it shouldn't take me too long to get her all fixed and ready, you know, back to normal. If I'm not back by dinner, just eat without me. And of course, Joan's like, oh, I'm too upset to eat. I'm like, you have an 11-year-old boy to feed. Get over it, Joan. Please. Be upset about the fact that you gotta live next door to the Brindles. Ugh. That would make anyone lose their appetite. How's this little bitch? <laughs> Ted opens the door's like, bitch, you got some fucking nerve showing up at my damn door because of what you caused. Just push her out of the way with that suitcase, Ted. And I don't care that Harriet's a child. I will call her what I need to call her because she is the bane of their existence along with her parents. Never mind. Now, in case I'm delayed, start dinner without me. Too upset to eat. I'm never that upset. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I just lost my appetite. <laughs> some nerve showing your face so um she's like oh where's vicky she's not in her cabinet and she's not in her on the bed so did you sneak inside jamie's room just to check and see that she's not in her cabinet and she's like well where's vicky what's in the, the suitcase clothes do you two have a fight and she's like where's vicky and Joan and Ted, of course, both say the, a different thing. Like, she's in the shower. She's resting. And Jamie's like, Mom, Dad, I'll field this one. Look, Harriet, 
she uh, had to take a shower and lay down to rest. She had to get that Brindle Harriet stink off her. Um, and, yeah, so she looked at your face, too, and, of course, um, she had to go lay down. So please get the hell out of here. You've caused my family nothing but pain and misery right now. And because of you, they're not going shopping. Amy, of course, slams the door in her face, which is well-deserved. And, of course, Ted's like, oh, good boy. And, of course, Joan's like, Ted. And, of course, he turns back to Jamie and shakes his fingers like, no, no. It's because of her that your fake robot daughter is dismembered. I mean, <laughs> disassembled <laughs> in a suitcase. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel horrible. I know it's a TV show, but oh crap. <laughs> he was eating a pear? That's what he was going to eat? Those things smell like stinky socks. <laughs> I bit into one once. I almost gagged. And replaced almost with did. Whack her in the face with that suitcase and just be on your way. I don't care that she's a kid. That girl's got so much hair, you could make a bunch of locks of love, love wigs out of it. Like, just her ponytails alone. And just give her, like, a little bowl cut or butch cut or whatever. There you go. We'll make some wigs. And it'll go to a good cause. Your hair will grow back. Jamie's flipping through a comic on his bed. And all of a sudden, boop, there's Harry's face in the damn window. Like, bitch, don't you ever go home? You were, like, just at my door, like, less than five minutes ago. Now you're up again. Uh, they need to do something about that. They need to put, like, bars on the window or um, an alarm system or something. Or maybe shut the window, put, a, like, a screen over it or something. Or curtains, maybe. Because, I mean, Harriet's probably not the only one that can look in that window. Jamie, and I would be very careful. This is 1985 and shit happens. Just like now, shit happens. And not good shit either. And she's like, aha! I caught you! Yes, you caught me laying on my damn bed reading a comic book. What the hell do you want? Do your parents not give you any love? Do they just ignore your ass and that's why you're over here all the time? Ugh. Oh, there we go. I do see the uh, the elven doll on his nightstand. And he's like, oh, it's you again. And of course she's like, well, Vicky's still not here. It's like, no, she's not here. She went out somewhere. She had a an appointment or something. She's seeing a psychiatrist. Just go away. And he's like, who are you talking about? And she's like, Vicky, I don't buy that jazz about that shower stuff. And apparently she's relaying what Vicky said. Like, oh, she's you're so mean to her and everything. Like, you put that crap in her head. She didn't say that. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you want to talk child abuse, do you, sweetie? Okay, great. Let's talk about how your parents neglect you. They ignore your ass. They let you just wander around to the neighbor's house. Just, Yeah. Child abuse my ass. They've never hit her. They've never yelled. They've never, like, spanked her or, 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 I mean, she does say she sleeps in a cabinet, but 
Her face is so pale because her hair is so red. But then again, I don't know. It just, honestly, it makes her face look, like, really washed out. Her skin tone. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know she's a child. She's a character. I, Emily Schulman, I, I have no problem with you. You're awesome. But your character just... I can't. Her eyebrows are like pencil thin and you can barely see them because her bangs are so... Not to mention who the fuck cut her bangs so they're really fucking all... Use some scissors with some jagged teeth. Aha! Cut ya! What? Oh, you again. She's still not here. Oh, my Woo! I'd buy that jazz about the shower for a minute. She told me everything. How mean you are to her? That's child abuse. No. Child abuse is someone like you being born. Yes! Thank you, Jamie! If that jokes don't fool me, why'd she suddenly disappear? You've done something to her. Will you get lost? You've kept Mickey a prisoner in her own home and locked him in the cabinet, and now you've punished her for playing with me. No, that's punishment enough. <laughs> This is a weird background because it doesn't make sense. She's supposed to be on the second story floor where Jamie's room is, right? I get that this is like a backdrop. We see a street behind her, a sidewalk, and then a picture of some uh, a stone step, like porch walkway, whatever the hell. Like, the fuck? She's on the second story! You make it seem like there's a road behind her. There's not a road behind her. What is this crap? Sorry, but you don't just magically fly up to the second story window via Tinkerbell's magic pixie dust. And then there's a road, like, practically right at your feet to make it look like she's standing on... A paved road. I'm going to take a picture of this because this is the weirdest, weirdest, not all there. Like I said, I get it. It's a sheet. It's just really, why? I mean, if they used this before and I've just never noticed it, but. So here it's all like, I guess if you want to call it worried, I call it being nosy as hell. Um, You've done something to her. Why'd she disappear? And Jamie's like, girl, will you get the fuck out of here? I have time for your annoying ass questions and your nosiness. So Harriet's all like, that's child abuse, like keeping her a prisoner and locked in the cabinet. You make it sound like they have her chained in a basement. You want to know real child abuse, girl? You want to know real child abuse? Go read A Child Called It. Read that. Come back and talk to me about child abuse. And Harry's all like, you know, you've punished her for playing with me. And of course, Jamie's like, no, playing with you would be child abuse. Harriet's apparently... Uh, uh, I'm going to report you to the police. Like, girl? They already had a visit from social services due to Bonnie's nosy ass self. They don't need a visit from the police. Oh, Jamie also makes a crack about the fact that, yeah, your parents 
Your existence is child abuse to your parents or something. What did he say? Well, she says, you haven't seen the last of me. And he's like, let me know when I have and I'll throw a party. So he, pu he pulls the shade down. Thank you. Pull the rest of the window down, too. Oh, he says, no, child abuse is someone like you being born. Okay, so that's what it was. All right. All right. Ted comes back and Vicky is... Back to her old self, he erased her tapes, all that good stuff. And apparently he couldn't erase her tapes at home, but uh, alright. She's gotta put her back together. And of course, Jonah's like, she's been watering the plants. She needs something to keep her mind occupied. So, um, apparently they haven't had dinner yet because she's just so preoccupied. She points like, oh, is she still in? How? Where do you think he's got her stowed? She's still disassembled. He's still gotta put her back together. What's he gonna do? Like, us keep her assembled in the car and have, just bring her. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Ted just likes messing with his wife because he's like, "Oh yeah, she's still." As he like shakes the suitcase, and she's, like, "Oh Ted, don't do that." And he's like, "Honey, I walked into the factory alone. I couldn't just walk out with the little girl with me. That'd be have the police knocking down my door." Are you kidding me? I swear to God, if she called the police, I'm gonna. Ugh. Hi there. Hi. Well, I did it. Vicky's tapes are erased, and she's back to her old self again. Oh, great. Is she um? Yes, she's uh. <laughs> Come on, honey. I walked into the factory alone. I couldn't very well walk out with a whole little girl. Oh, I'll get it. to the child, Mrs. Lawson. Oh, well, Bonnie, you can't really believe that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but some terrible things do happen to children these days. It would help if I could talk to Vicki, Mrs. Lawson. Where is she? Watching television. Dang it, guys, stop! Actually, she's watching television from the shower. That's the second time today you said she's taking a shower. I don't believe it. You would if you ever took a shower. Yeah, <laughs> Ma'am, if I could see your daughter's all right, I could be on my way. Of course, officer. I'll see how she's doing. Oh, Ted? Ted? Yes? <laughs> Is Vicky finished yet? No, she's still pulling herself together. <laughs> <laughs> she just loves to shower. Uh. Uh, there's a policeman here to see her. How long do you need? Five minutes? Fifteen. She's sick. a dirty little kid. <laughs> well, uh, please, sit down. Oh, thank you. 
No, you two can I know leave. What you you don't need to stay for this. What was I thinking? Well, that as long as we have to wait, you'd like to serve tea and cookies. No! <laughs> go home! Well, I, I uh, will pass on the cookies, but a sandwich might be You're nice. Freaking slap me, bitch. <laughs> So apparently Harriet made good on her promise to contact the police in regards to the abuse or supposed abuse in her head of Vicky. So of course Harriet and Bonnie has to be there for whatever fucking reason uh, with the police officer and Joan's like, oh, I hope you're not in any sort of trouble and oh, I just want to slap the hell out of Bonnie's freaking mouth. And she's like, oh, I'm not, but you might be. Like, oh my gosh, the glee just coming out of her fucking face. So she's like, oh, Harriet told me about this incredible story, how you and your husband mistreat Vicky. How they keep her in a cabinet. Oh my goodness. So of course, Joan's like, oh, well, you can't be serious. And the police officer kind of steps in and is like, oh, well, they think you've done something to the child, Mrs. Lawson, have you? I'd like to see Vicky. Is she here? And it's like, and of course, like, where is she? And both Jamie and Joan are like, oh, uh, watching TV in the bathroom. Taking, uh, like, and Joan's like, oh, well, she's watching TV in the bathtub. Okay. <laughs> I think we have enough with the no, 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 no. I'm going to slap your fucking face, bitch. I, I, I can't stand Bonnie. She's worse than Harriet. Honestly, she is. She's got this 1950s housewife hairdo and she wears these fucking moo polyester shirts that are just god-awful. Of course, Harriet's like, oh, this is the second time today you've said she's taking a shower. And Jamie's like, well, she's really dirty. You know, I mean, you should take a shower because you stink. Or He's like, I don't believe it. And Jamie's like, yeah, you would if you ever took a shower. So, the police officer's like, well, if I could just see Vicky real quick, I can be on my way. Like, I really got other stuff I'd rather be doing right now. Waiting around to meet your kid is not one of them. So, of course, Joe's like, Ted, Ted, how's it going with Vicky? She almost ready? And, of course, she's like, what do you need, like, five minutes? And he's like, try 15. It's like, crap. So, of course... Joan means to let the police officer sit down and make himself at home. But of course, Harriet and Bonnie, why the fuck do you think you need to stay for this? Has not a damn thing to do with you. If I heard the police officer, like, would you two excuse us? You don't need to be here. So Bonnie and Harriet sit on the couch like, oh, I wouldn't dream of it. But if you want to serve us cookies and tea you can do that I mean we don't need the cookies but I'll take a sandwich so now of course she's serving tea to the police officer who's probably like looking at his watch like I really gotta get out of here oh she's giving coffee to the officer and the officer says oh no no more for me because uh, if I have any more caffeine I'll be getting to the station before my car so apparently Harriet pulls her mom's arm up to the seat. Like, it's been 15 minutes. Where is she? Oh, she could be out of the country by now. And of course, Bonnie's like, oh, Harriet, my sweet darling. As she, like, puts an arm around her. Please shut your trap. I would be honestly, if I were John, like, Bonnie, is there a reason that you and Harriet need to stay here? Your business now is with the officer. That really doesn't include you. I don't care if you made the 
phone call and made the, you know, made the report about child abuse. But I don't want to fucking see your face in my house again. So, of course, the officer stands up like, look, Mrs. Lawson, this is great with the coffee, but I really got to get back. Can I just, I'm going to have to go back there and see for myself. But Joan is like, really like, like, are you sure you wouldn't like something else? Cookie or a home-baked roll? Lamb chops? Apparently the guy is considering lamb chops. Oh, here we go, here we go. Ed brings her out. Oh, there she is! Sorry to keep you waiting. Now, what seems to be the problem? Oh, they were worried about Vicky, oh, Ted. No, well, as you can see, her. officer, here is our daughter. <laughs> I'm all in one piece. Uh, yes, Ooh. yes. Well, I hope this satisfies you, young lady. Not really. I really am sorry to bother you folks, but you know, these days, you can't take any chances. Oh, we understand. Right. Oh, uh, just, uh, just one for the road. Oh, and, 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 uh, and one for my partner. Uh, uh, Blood sugar. Oh, go home! She must get it from me. Her yeah. father's quite dull. If you heard that noise in the background, that was Quinn um, in her litter box. <coughs> um, yes. Because this is also her room, not just my podcasting room. Are you done over there yet? Huh? You done? Holy stinks in here. <laughs> so, um, of course, Ted brings her out with a towel on her head like she's got out of the shower. She's got like a nightgown on. And, of course, that's enough for the officer. He's like, I'll take a brownie. Oh, and uh, one for my partner and my blood sugar. And I'm like, if you have a canine partner out in your car, do not give him that chocolate brownie. Of course, like, hopefully this is enough to satisfy you. And he leaves. And Ted, Joan, and Jamie just look at uh, Bonnie and Harriet like, can you get the fuck out of my house now? You don't need to be here. And... Another thing, don't ever think about coming back and darkening my doorstep. So, they get the hell out, thank goodness. And, of course, Joan's just happy that Vicky's back to normal. And it's like, um, well, she's almost there. She just, I had to do a rush job on her, so I forgot one thing. As Joan's like, oh, what's that? And he pulls off the towel, and of course she's bald. He looks like a one of those village of the damned or children of the corn children because she's it's just creepy and that is the episode i thought it was good because i just i got nervous like oh crap they showed up with a cop what's gonna happen now how are they gonna and ted's still working on her and everything I'm like how is this gonna pan out uh lesson learned 
If you're gonna go somewhere, please shut your door. Even if it's just to step out back and get your trash can. Which, the fact that he had to move it, like, from the back of the house to the front of the house. You couldn't have just went through. I know it probably stunk to high heaven. Get an air freshener. It'll be fine. Shut your doors. Lock your doors. Keep your window shades down. In the down position. Jamie, keep your bedroom door window locked. And the shade down. Like, 24-7. Yeah. That's my lesson from this episode. Let's uh, talk about the episode that is coming in February. Looks like they're going to... Small winder. <laughs> okay, hold on. Come on, IMDB. Move that fanny. Thank you. Okay, let's go. So, we will be on Season 1, Episode 14, entitled The Burrito Story. Okay. Uh, January 4th, 1986. Jamie learns about business when he sells burritos. There's nothing wrong with... Oh, we get to see Reggie again. Haven't seen him in a hot second. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's always good. <laughs> um, yeah. Alright, I want to see what's the... Uh, I want to look at the back of the DVD case. Here it is. Let's see, it says... When, okay, I already, I think I read that one. Um, Jamie attempts to mass produce Vic, <laughs> mass produce Vicky, <laughs> mass produce burritos made by Vicky. Oh man, you know that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a disaster waiting to happen. I can tell you that much. What, what, all over the place. All right, so um, like I said, if you guys want to connect with the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to She's a Small Wonder. A Small Wonder Podcast Facebook page. Leave a message. Uh, talk about your memories of Vicky, of the Lawsons, how much you hate the Brindles. If you are want to be a member of the I Hate Brindle fan club, we can talk about it. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, um, also on IMD... Uh, on Instagram, if you go to... LBOM Wonder Years podcast. Search that. You'll find information for the Small Wonder podcast on Instagram that way. So if you want to send an email, I'd love to hear from you. You can go to LBOM Wonder Years podcast at gmail.com. You will find on SoundCloud, you don't just get six seasons of the Wonder Years. You get episodes of Growing Pains and Mr. Belvedere, the first season of Small Wonder. You get some, I uh, just started up. The Everwood podcast, so there's two episodes there, um, working on Small Wonder and just, you know, movie reviews and stuff. A, a lot of fun, Full House also is another one that I'm currently going through at the moment. I'm not going episode by episode. I'm currently doing the Jesse and Becky love story. I just completed the wedding episode, so that is now up for enjoyment as well as this episode. So you guys are getting two episodes in a day. How about that? All right. Guys, have a wonderful weekend. We are entering a new month tomorrow, February 1st, as, as well as my little bunny boy, London, will be turning four years old. And Quinn left the room. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> okay, everybody. Bye-bye.